Well, praise the Lord. Once again, this is Pastor Jerry bringing you the Word of God. Again, it is always an honor and a privilege, praise God, to bring you the Word. I'm so grateful that you're listening in or watching how it is you're connecting with us. We're just grateful you're with us, praise God. We're going to jump right into the Word of God today. We're going to go to the book of Galatians, chapter 6, please. Galatians, chapter 6, praise God. Galatians 6 and verse 6. And it says, let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season... We shall reap if we do not lose heart. In other words, loosen grip, it means, or strength, or relax. Therefore, as we have opportunity, I love that, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all. In other words, sowing a do-good seed here. Do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. Powerful text here, a lot of times used, uh, you know, maybe during offering time, things like that. And uh, uh, But it's a principle in the Word of God about sowing and reaping, seed time, harvest, giving and receiving, we could say, even cause and effect, because it all fits in there, praise God. Uh, what I'd like to call it is the, the law of Genesis, praise God. And we're going to see that here in a minute. But if we go back up here into verse 6, let him who taught the Word share in all good things with him who teaches. So it's just talking about, you know, being honorable and, uh, you know, a blessing to those who have ministered to you, praise God. In fact, the word share... Let's go ahead and define a few things. The word share means to communicate in the sense of honor and respect, and it also means to distribute something. Uh, it refers to a generosity of substance, okay? So it's talking about not just doing good, but also uh, giving and uh, sowing financially or whatever monetarily into somebody's life. And so that's why sometimes it gets used as an offering verse. All right, and we know by uh, you know just by the other scriptures and stuff that obviously they were sowing uh, financially, amen, and talking about that in the in the context. Praise God. But anyway, the point is, is verse seven is probably our key verse, and it just says, "Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap." Praise God. A common text. Uh, amen. So let's define it a little bit. We're going to talk about this law of Genesis, so to speak. Amen. Today, and uh, hopefully, it'll bring a little bit fresher uh, revelation to you about it. Amen. To me, it's it is so key, and uh, so I'm hoping that uh, you begin to see it as I see it today. Praise God. And the word here, deceived, it says, "Do not be deceived." The word deceived uh, refers to being seduced, but it refers to being affected. Uh, by outside influence and to be led astray. So you're being affected by something else. So don't be deceived. In other words, stay focused on what you got to stay focused on. Don't allow yourself to be uh, seduced and pulled away to something else. So don't be deceived. Now, it also implies the fact that you could be deceived. And that's just something that I always want to bring out. Because uh, sometimes when you get into these kind of things, it's real easy to let the enemy seduce you and, and pull you in a direction that you got no business going. And, and then you miss out on the benefit. You miss out on the promises. You miss out on what God has for you, praise God, in these things. And so obviously we could be deceived, but it says here, don't be deceived. And it says God is not mocked. I like that. God is not mocked. That means to be, he's not ridiculed. But this word, 
uh, means to turn up one's nose at another, to, you know, like be a little bit haughty or something. But it usually is due to, and this is what it says, it's usually due to a sour experience. So in other words, uh, God is not mocked. In other words, God is not, you know, no matter what's happened to you in the past, no matter what's gone on, this principle that he's talking about here, you know, you, you, know, you just turning your nose up at God and saying, I'm not going to believe it or I'm not going to receive it or I don't, uh, you know, accept that or that's not how I think or whatever it is. He says, you know, God, God's not going to be mocked. In other words, no matter what you think due to whatever happened, and we're not denying the fact that maybe some things have happened in your life that are maybe what we call a sour experience. Amen. But this is not a reason for you to turn your nose up, ridicule, or mock God uh, about a principle here. Because uh, you're going to find out today uh, that no matter what the sour experience may be, you can change some things. You can turn some things by this very principle. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Now, I look at the word whatever, and of course, guess what it means? Whatever, right? Uh, it means uh, whatever thing or no matter what. Uh, it refers to, it kind of puts it together, whatever thing you sow, no matter what. Whatever thing you sow, no matter what. That's what it's br implying here. So no matter what you sow is what you're going to reap, okay, is what he's bringing out. No matter what, okay. And the word sow here, okay, what a man sows uh, is a word that means to scatter, uh, to broadcast seed, and it literally refers to any seed sown, That's which is necessary to understand, any seed sown. And, of course, the word reap means a harvest or a return. Uh, there's like a, uh, when you talk about sowing and reaping, it's about a cause, and then there's an effect. There's a, uh, an outcome. Uh, there may possibly even a, a consequence, okay? So when you start looking at the word reaping here. But the word sow again refers to any seed, any seed sown, okay? Which is real key because what he's saying here is, that, is, is to see that everything that we do, begin to see it as a seed, okay? See it as a seed, all right? Which is very key and very helpful uh, when we're dealing with these kind of things, all right? So with that said then, um, let me give you a couple other translations. Uh, the the J.B. Phillips translation says it this way. It says, a man's harvest in life depends entirely on what he sows, okay? A man's harvest in life depends entirely on what he sows. In other words, what you sow determines a harvest. The, tr uh, the Passion translation of this verse says that the harvest you reap reveals the seed that you planted, okay? So when you start thinking about garden or you start thinking about uh, produce, you know, things uh, that you would put a, a normal natural seed in the ground, you know, that determines what's going to come up. You can't plant a bean and expect a, a corn stalk to come up. You know, that's what he's saying here, okay? So, so a harvest, the harvest you reap reveals the seed that you planted, all right? Which, uh, by the way, the word seed, let me define that because I thought I'd, that'd probably be good to do. The word seed here refers to that which anything springs from, uh, a cause uh, to an effect, okay? A cause or an action to an effect or outcome or consequence, okay? So kind of brought that out, but yet I didn't really define it. But the word seed then, of course, when he's talking about a seed, he says, uh, this, what you sow, any, any seed sown, okay? What you sow, any seed, okay, any cause produces an effect, okay? Any uh, action produces an outcome or a consequence, 
okay? Any, any actual seed produces a plant or, or whatever, okay? And so let me just give you a couple statements. Uh, we determine the harvest, we reap by the seed we sow. That's kind of what some of these translations were saying here. If we know our seed, and I'm just throwing some verse, some statements at you about seed here, okay? If we know our seed, we'll know our harvest. And if we know what harvest we want, this is key, then we know what seed we need to sow, all right? Now, here's a statement years ago. I'm not even sure who said it. If I knew who it was, I'd give them credit today. Uh, but here's the statement that we can't blame our harvest or the lack thereof on others or the supposed will of God, okay? And because a lot of times people are reaping a harvest that they're just blaming God for or they're blaming others for, all right? And we're going to kind of clarify some of that today. I believe with all my heart that no matter what you're in the midst of right now, whatever kind of, whether it's something that you have sown and you're reaping or whether it's some, somebody just has maybe due to their harvest for things they've sown, now you're experiencing or having to experience because of it, God can work through this principle to change that thing, amen, to give you a greater outcome, amen, a greater uh, effect in your life, a greater harvest, praise God, than you ever dreamed possible, praise God. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. And so with that said, with everything we're talking about here, let's now go to the book of Genesis and look at this principle real quick. Genesis, uh, let's go to chapter 1, and this is why I call it the law of Genesis, Genesis 1. And, of course, this is during creation, of course. And um, so let's go to just, uh, probably for sake of time, uh, let's do verse 11 and 12 here. And it says, And God said, okay, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, okay, whose seed... Okay, here we go. Whose seed is in itself. I thought that was so so key here. Whose seed is in itself on the earth, and so it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Now that's, we see there, uh, the seed producing something. So a seed is sown. It produces after its own kind. Okay, every seed produces after its own kind. Okay, so whatever the seed determines the harvest. That's what he's bringing out. Now, somebody would say, well, that's just talking about, you know, vegetation or something, you know. Well, of course, it is deals with vegetation, but it isn't just vegetation, as we found out earlier uh, in the book of Galatians, what Paul brought out. Amen. And we're going to see some things of what Jesus said, too, here. Chapter 8 of Genesis, I want to, uh, just a, 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 an awesome verse here that kind of sums a lot of stuff up. In verse 22 of chapter 8 of Genesis, so Genesis 8, 22, and it says, while the earth remains seed time and harvest cold and heat winter and summer and day and night shall not cease so as long as this earth is is functioning as long as this earth is is rotating and and going around the sun come on as long as this earth remains there's going to be seed time and harvest all right so obviously the earth is still remaining and while there's cold and heat there's all kinds of uh you know the 
uh, the temperatures that change and, and fluctuate, winter and summer, the seasons change, and day and night, the sun comes up, the sun goes down, right? And it says as long as this earth remains, all of this is going to function. So as you, if you go down through this, and the reason I say take the time to kind of look at this a little bit, you know, we, nobody has a problem, uh, you know, understanding that cold and heat, you know, vary and, uh, from day to day. Uh, the seasons vary, winter, summer, you know, fall, uh, spring, uh, the day and night. You know, everybody, nobody really gets up in the morning early and all, all fretting and worrying and, and all panic because they're concerned the sun ain't going to come up. Most everybody, I mean, you know, most time we don't even think about it, right? But everybody has enough faith in the fact that they know the sun's going to come up. Now, even though there may be cloud cover or not, they still know the sun comes up, the sun goes down, so to speak, okay? And of course, you know, those that study that understand it's the rotation of the earth and everything, but I, I get all that. But the bottom line is this, he says this, as long as this earth remains, as long as all these kind of things, the cold and heat, the, the seasons changing, the day and night, as long as all of this remains, seed time and harvest remains. In other words, it always, a seed will always produce after its own kind. All right. And as it said, even uh, dealing with, with part of that, he says, and the seed is in itself. Okay. So understand that when we're talking about, uh, you know, what we talked about there in, in Galatians, it, he's saying the same thing. Every seed produces after its own kind. All right. The seed is within itself. So whatever you do, the action, the, uh, you know, the words you say, the things you do, the, uh, you know, the attitudes, the, all the things that, that produce, uh, that, that in, according to this becomes seed in our lives, a seed sown. And whatever that seed may be, see, whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. In other words, the life in that seed and what's in that seed will always produce after its own kind. It's just so key. And the more you see everything you do throughout your day as seed being sown, the better your life gets because you understand, amen, what you sow is what you reap. Are you still with me? Praise God. I hope you are. Amen. So if we go back now to Galatians again, hallelujah. So to me, that right there was the, the principle or the law of Genesis, all right? So back to Galatians, and now again, chapter um, chapter 6 again. And of course, you know, as I brought out earlier in verse 6, uh, he was taught the word share and all good things with him who teaches, and the word share again, let's define it one more time, because we're talking about in context, about about doing an action, doing something that produces after itself, okay? And he's talking about sharing, about uh, communicating, bringing honor and respect, and it also refers to distribution of generosity of substance, okay? So the giving of something. So the doing of something, being honorable, respectful, produces after itself. You're, if you're respectful and honorable uh, to, to others, that comes back to you. If you're generous, if you give and you sow, uh, it comes back to you, praise God. Amen. That's how this thing works. Verse uh, 7 again, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that will he also reap. Now let's get to verse 8. For he who sows to his flesh, okay, or of the flesh, okay, and what that's referring to here, okay, is referring to just, uh, you know, self-life, selfness, or selfishness, pardon me, uh, all about you. That's talking about self, of, of yourself. It's always about you. If it's always sowing towards something that's always going to try to benefit you all the time, he says then what happens is you're going to reap corruption. And this word corruption means decay, ruin, destruction. Uh, but it just refers to, uh, you know, basically um, days like hell on earth, okay? When you really break it down, that's kind of what it's talking about. 
And so what he's saying is if you're always going to sow towards you, it's always about you, and that's the kind of seed you're going to sow. Well, the, the, you know, the life that's in that seed, what it, pro it produces after its own kind. So it's all about self, okay? So what you're going to reap now is that same kind of thing back at you, and it's about ruin, destruction, decay, okay, corruption, all right? Uh, none of it's good. Then it says, but if you sow, here we go, if you sow to the Spirit, and of course that's referring to higher things, Spirit kind of things, doing good, doing right, okay, if you sow toward that, amen, then you're going to reap a thing called everlasting life. And of course that uh, refers to, uh, you know, uh, 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 a perpetual life, okay, uh, everlasting life, uh, eternal life, that's that same, uh, same Greek word there, uh, but it refers to a, a quality of life, okay? So whereas if you're sowing toward the flesh, and it's always about you, and all you ever think about is you, and that's the kind of seed you sow, then it, it, just, it just produces a, a miserable life, okay? It produces corruption, uh, and really in context referring to a miserable life. If you're going to sow uh, toward others and, and a higher way of thinking, doing good like it's talking about in this text, okay, you're doing good toward another, you're helping another, you're benefiting another, you're honorable, you're respectful. Amen. When you sow that kind of seed, it says you, you receive that, that perpetual life, that quality of life, amen, that you're called to, praise God, the scripture says. Amen. So it's a better life, a quality life, the abundant life, praise God, the God kind of life. So you sow the God kind of seed, you get the God kind of life. You sow a self, uh, selfish type seed, you get a selfish, miserable, uh, corrupted life that comes back at you. And you just have to understand that's how this works. Now, the point being made in this, okay, is to understand that whatever you sow, you reap, okay? And you have to see it as that, that it's a seed being sown, good or bad, all right? You have to, you have to catch that. Uh, verse 9 says, let us not grow weary while doing good. In other words, keep at it. Don't, don't just back down because you haven't yet received your harvest, okay? Do good, right? Uh, for in due season, it says, you will reap if you don't lose heart. If you don't back up, you don't quit, praise God. Understand there's always going to be a harvest. And I think that's another key, okay? You keep sowing right, keep sowing good, amen? Now, it might, it, things might not shift right away. Things might not turn around right away. Now, we all love the immediate uh, harvest, you know, we all love the immediates, you know, when things uh, happen right away, all these good things happen instantaneous. Everybody loves that. But you know as well as I do, it doesn't always come instantaneous. In fact, you probably find a lot of the negative stuff seems to come quicker than the, uh, than the, the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? If I can just kind of throw it out like that. And, and I, I, why is that? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, most of our life before we come to know Christ, we sowed a lot of negative seed. I don't know. But the bottom line is this, okay? Good or bad, what you sow is what you reap, all right? And it says here, just stay when you start sowing good stuff, amen, stay with it. Don't back up, don't quit, keep doing it, because in due season, you do, you get your harvest. You get the harvest of, the, of what you've sown, praise God. Verse 10 says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, amen, sowing a do-good seed. I love this, let us, as we have an opportunity, I like that, praise God. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. In other words, man, it ought to be easy to sow good things toward those of the house of faith, praise God, amen. So it's just about sowing and reaping, praise God. This whole principle is about sowing and reaping. Now, if you look at verse 10, and it says, a do good to all. This here means a well-doer, an action of doing good, or an action of helping another. It speaks of uh, to bring wellness or recovery to another. So in other words, you're doing whatever it takes to bring help, to bring wellness, bring recovery, 
to do good, and, and it refers to an action, okay? So, you know, in this context, he's talking about you're doing something now, amen, that not only brings honor and respect, but you're also, uh, you know, you're also, as that, what would we say, that first word there, share, also means to distribute, refers to a generosity of substance, which again is another action that you take. Okay, so in context, He's talking about, you know, blessing those that, that uh, you know, that have, you know, you know, blessed you in some way or another. But the point is being made that we always sow good. We always do good to bring help, recovery, wellness, praise God toward anybody and everybody, praise God that we can, because it's a seed sown, praise God. Now, let me go to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7. Amen. Matthew 7. Now, this is Jesus talking. Now, we've seen Genesis. We've seen uh, how Paul, you know, wrote things in the book of Galatians, okay? But now, how does Jesus see all this, okay? How, how does he look at or view this law of Genesis or this principle of seed time and harvest, okay? All right, so uh, Matthew 7, and we're going to go to verse 12. And it says that, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is, I love this, this is the law and the prophets. Okay, hang on to that. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, whatever kind of harvest you want, okay, determines the seed that you sow. And he said, this is part of the law and the prophets. This is set up from the beginning, praise God. This is how this works. In fact... The New Living Translation of that verse says it this way, Do to others whatever you want, or, or pardon me, let me say it again, Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is, I love this, this is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. I love that because if you really start seeing this and you begin to get a revelation of seed time and harvest, of sowing and reaping, giving and receiving, uh, cause and effect, uh, you know, if you start getting a, an understanding of the law of Genesis, you start seeing it, you see it throughout the whole scriptures. And you see how men, uh, even our patriarchs of faith, and whether they, they served God or these out there that did not serve God, you see the kind of harvest they reap from the seeds they've sown. And when you see and recognize the principle, when you recognize the law of Genesis in action, you see it plainly. And it's throughout the scriptures, praise God. But what I want to do is kind of take a minute or two here and show you how Jesus views it. Let's look at Luke's account of this, the same, same account, but let's go to Luke. I'll read more of it out of Luke because there's a little bit more said in the book of Luke. Luke 6, please. Hallelujah. I always like to, you know, when you kind of talk about sowing and reaping and, uh, you know, giving and receiving, cause and effect, you, you have to see it as kind of like a, in a sense, Christianity 101. You know, you see it as just these basic principles that work. Amen. Fundamental truths, uh, a working law, so to speak, that can work for you or against you. And what I'm trying to show you today and trying to get across to you today is if you get this working for you, you'll find your life just gets a hundred times better. All right. I'm just telling you, it really does work when you see it uh, in action. Praise God. All right. Let's go to... Uh, well, just for sake of time, in Luke 6 and 31, it just kind of says the same thing. And just as you want men to do to you. Now, remember, this is Jesus talking. Just as you want men to do to you, 
you also do to them likewise. And this is the message translation of that, verse 31, okay? Here is a simple rule of thumb for behavior. I love this. Ask yourself what you want people to do to you. In other words, what kind of harvest do you want? Then grab the initiative and do it for them. In other words, sow that kind of seed. That's what he's getting at. Now, said all that, but we're going to back up and look at this text, all right, as Jesus. Because this whole thing is dealing with sowing and reaping. The whole thing is dealing with a seed, uh, seed time and harvest, dealing with cause and effect, okay? And I think, I think it'll help you if, you if you can just if you can grab this, okay? So verse 27, and this is what he says here. But I say to you who hear, I love this, I say to you who hear. If you have an ear to hear, that's what he's saying. If you've got an ear to hear it, you'll catch it. All right? So I'm praying right now, child of God, that you have an ear to hear what's being said here. All right? If you've got an ear to hear it, amen, you can get a revelation of this. Uh, he who has an ear to hear, right? Love your enemies. You know, he said, love your enemies. It's like, what? Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. And pray for those who spitefully use you to him who strikes you on one cheek offer the other also offer the other also and to him who takes away your cloak uh, do not withhold your tunic either give to everyone who asks of you and from him who takes away your goods do not ask them back just as you want men to do to you you also do to them likewise now you almost think when you read start reading through that it almost seems like it's a contradiction but it's not Okay, what he's saying is, okay, that maybe, maybe some of the experiences that you've experienced haven't been all good. Now, whether it's been due to you sowing a seed to receive it or whether somebody else, due to their harvest, has somehow affected your life, which could very well be. Okay, we're not taking away from that. Because sometimes people do things, and then you here you are now, you, you're somehow, uh, you know, experiencing uh, maybe backlash from somebody else's harvest. Okay, and it can happen. But the point that Jesus is trying to make, it's not just that he wants his people to be abused and to be mistreated. You know, when he's talking about, you know, turning the other cheek thing. You know, when he's talking about, you know, uh, somebody takes and steals, you know, just pray for them, bless them, bless these. And, and when he says, love your enemies, I mean, really? I mean, you know, he's talking about sowing a do-good seed. This is the time where you can sow good seed, okay, into ground, praise God, that produces a mighty harvest, okay? These are the times that it counts. That's what he's bringing out. It's sowing and reaping. It's cause and effect, all right? And, you know, nobody likes to be mistreated or talked about or uh, abused or taken advantage of. And this is what all these verses are talking about, okay? But what it's dealing with is you now have to determine that even though somebody else is sowing bad seed, you have to determine, I'm not going to sow a get-even seed or another bad seed. Instead, I'm going to sow good seed, praise God. I'm going to sow, as, as Paul talked about, a do-good 
seed. Amen. A do good to all, no matter what. A do good to all. Amen. Loving your enemy, doing good to those who hate you. Come on, blessing those who curse you, praying for those who spitefully use you. Amen. Those that are trying to be abusive. Now, listen, I'm not saying that some abusive relationship stay in there and take a beating. That's not what I'm saying. Don't you dare call me, write me, whatever. Okay, email me some uh, hate mail, whatever. Okay, the bottom line, we're talking about this. I'm talking about generally. You know, people out there sometimes don't always make wise decisions. Sometimes they do things they shouldn't do. Sometimes they're ornery. Sometimes they're, uh, you know, they uh, maybe if they're not serving God, okay, maybe, uh, you know, maybe they're just, you know, me, you know, some stinker. I don't know. But the bottom line is, okay, sometimes it happens. Sometimes you come in contact with individuals that, that, that fit this uh, kind of verse, okay, but what God's trying to bring out is understand the power of the seed. Understand the seed, the do good seed. Understand that what you sow, you will reap. That even though there may be some, somebody else is sowing a bad seed right now, don't you get caught up with it and make another bad uh, decision here and sow bad seed. Okay, and if you really stop and think about it, you have to understand that's how the enemy operates. He is trying so hard to get, get this principle to work against you instead of for you, all right? There's always going to be somebody out there that says something you wish they wouldn't have said or react in a way they shouldn't or do something, and, and you just have to understand that regardless of that, I'm going to sow a do-good seed. I'm going to choose life. I'm going to choose the higher road, so to speak. Amen. I'm going God's way. I'm going to sow, praise God, life, hallelujah, regardless of what somebody else is sowing right now uh, concerning their own life. Uh, they're going to get their harvest. Amen. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. They're going to get their harvest, and you're going to get your harvest. So you just have to purpose that I'm not going to allow, uh, you know, some other bad, sour circumstance. And this is why, child of God, in Galatians, says, God is not mocked. This is the kind of thing he's talking about. Because even though maybe you've experienced a negative situation or a sour experience, okay, don't turn your nose up at God about this principle. What God's trying to bring out is you can, you can change some things in your life. You, this is an opportunity to sow good seed to get a great harvest in your life. Amen. And so uh, just this is why to me it, it, it becomes such a key revelation, if I could say it, or a key insight maybe, a, a, a real uh, powerful key of the kingdom, we could say maybe. Uh, the law of Genesis, amen, this principle is so important for the child of God because you can determine your harvest. You can determine your harvest. All right. And the way that is, is by purposing in your heart, amen, to value each seed sown, each action you take, what you give, what you sow. All of these things are so key in determining your harvest. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, uh, at one of our offering times, I brought some of these things out, and I'm going to go ahead and, and just bring it out here that if you can see, See things right here. If you can see this principle right, it's like what, what, what Jesus is trying to bring out here, okay? If you can see it right, 
You're going to see it as not just some requirement, something, you know, a Christian just has to be okay with being abused or being mistreated. That's not what it's talking about. He says, do not see it as some requirement, but see it as an advantage in the unseen. That even though somebody right now is sowing bad, you purpose to sow good. Because in that particular time, in fact, if you even backed up a little bit in this, uh, in this uh, chapter, you're going to find that actually it, it actually opens the door and allows a harvest of good to come a lot quicker if you'll purpose, even in the tough times, the hard times, to sow what's right. It's amazing how much it'll work for you in the unseen, praise God, and then begin to manifest in the seen realm. Amen. Praise God. It's not about uh, just some uh, obligation, but it's also, uh, you have to see it as an occasion to do its right regardless, all right? Don't see it as just some procedure, but see it as, here we go, a privilege to determine your harvest. I hope you heard that. Praise God. See it as a privilege. You have a privilege to determine what kind of harvest you want. Don't see it as just some liability, some, something that's just going to, you know, that's going to, you know, cost you, whatever. See it as an opportunity. And that's what Paul brought out. He saw it as an opportunity. See it as an opportunity to change a harvest. And that being said, I always look at it this. You know, uh, when I got uh, born again, okay, I had a lot of ugly seeds sown prior to that. And even after I got born again, until my mind was renewed about certain things, I kept sowing bad seed in certain things. But pretty soon I began to understand this, this uh, basic Christian principle, okay, of sowing and reaping, of seed time and harvest. And as I began to do that, I realized that I can change uh, things around me by actions, by doing, come on, even my words become a seed. If you see, if you kind of recognize that, that's why he said death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it, in other words, whatever it is you, you whatever you're sowing, whatever you're doing, the, the life, the death, whatever you're talking produces what you experience, see? And, and so the point is this, even words become seeds, okay? When you, the more I began to see that everything I did in the course of a day was as seed being sown, the more my life began to shift and change. Praise God. I saw it now as an opportunity. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, earlier in this chapter, I said, you know, it just says, even though maybe everything's looking like it's going bad, but you begin to leap for joy. You're sowing a good seed. I'm going to start praising God anyway. I'm going to start leaping and praising God, praise God. And all of a sudden, everything begins to shift and change in your favor because you had the opportunity that even in that tough time, even in that sour experience, you had the opportunity to change a harvest, praise God, to, to allow good things. Remember, what's in the life that's in that seed, what's in that seed, it produces after its own kind, praise God. You purpose in your heart to sow honor and, and respect and, and to give and to, uh, to do what's right, praise God. Guess what? That's exactly what begins to come back towards you, praise God, if you don't lose heart. All right, that's the key there. All right, so let's look at some more of this. All right, verse 32, kind of brings some things out here. I'm still in Luke 
uh, Luke 6 here, uh, verse 32 now. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them, right? So, you know, it's easy to love those that are, love you. But he's talking about in context, he's talking about being willing to love even your enemies, okay? All right. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those who, to whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend uh, to sinners to receive as much back. Okay. And that's, so he's talking about, listen, so we're talking about even in the rough time, the sour experiences, you got to be willing to sow the right seed. That's what he's talking about. Uh, love your enemies, do good, lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward, look at this, and your reward, and your reward will be great. Okay. And you, and, and you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and, uh, and the evil. Praise God. And the point is this. If you will purpose to do what's right, you do have a harvest coming. You do have a reward coming, and it will come. And I believe with all my heart, it's not just talking about when you get to heaven. The Word talks about you can, in this life, experience a harvest, praise God. Amen. So then it goes on, and a lot of times we just maybe jump to these verses here, but I had to bring this thing out about the fact that you got to be willing to do what's right, even when there's sour experience going on, when there's a, when there's a, a negative situation that's going on in your life. You know, this is the time. It's, it's, more, it's more critical at those moments to sow the do-good seed Amen. To sow what's right, do what's right, praise God. Sow the good seed, praise God. Amen. In those times. And then it says this, verse 36, Therefore be merciful, just as your Father also is merciful. I love that. Be merciful, amen, just as your Father is also merciful, praise God. And it goes on, judge not that you shall not be judged. So we've seen the sowing and reaping here, right? Uh, condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you will not, or pardon me, forgive, and you will be forgiven. So you see that? You see this whole thing. You're merciful. It's going to come back. If you're going to be judgmental, it's going to come back. If you're going to be condemning, it's going to come back. If you're going to be forgiving, it's going to come back. He says, good or bad, it's, you determine your harvest, okay, by the seed you sow. So it doesn't pay to be judgmental or, or condemning or critical, right, uh, to hold, uh, you know, unforgiveness in our life. Instead, be merciful, forgive, praise God, amen. Sow a do-good seed and receive, amen, a mighty harvest or reward. Then it says here, in fact, um, let's see here. I think what I'm going to do, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Verse 38 says, give and it will be given to you, good measure, pressed down shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom for with the same measure that you use, okay, or you give, right, it'll be measured back to you. So obviously, too, it's talking about your generosity of giving. So sometimes, too, these are verses we may use sometimes when it comes time to offering or stuff, which is totally okay. It's accurate because that's what he's talking about, being generous, okay? But again, see the whole thing in context, that even in some negative situations, okay, purpose in your heart, amen, to still sow the good seed so that you remain in a place of receiving a good harvest. That regardless, even in a negative situation, all right, see it as an opportunity, amen, to bring some great harvest in your life, praise God, amen. Not just, you know, continue this vicious cycle, because as I said earlier, the enemy loves that, okay? 
Yeah, he causes somebody else due to maybe some of the things they've sown. Now they're reaping, and then you begin to, you know, maybe due to whatever. Now you're experiencing a little bit of backlash because of this or that. And now the opportunity for you to, to, to sow a get-even seed. And you just understand, if you keep doing that pretty soon, it's just a vicious cycle. And the enemy sits back and laughs at us uh, because we're not understanding the importance of a seed being sown. Anyway, praise God. Uh, I want to give you some other references. Let's go to Proverbs uh, 11. Praise God. Proverbs 11. Hallelujah. Hope you're hearing this, child of God. Proverbs 11. Praise God. Let's look at that. Kind of another way of looking at it. Proverbs has a lot to talk about, about sowing and reaping. And Proverbs 11, and I'm going to go to verse 24 and 25. And uh, in the area of this giving here, uh, it says this, Therefore, uh, if one... Uh, there, there is, pardon me, there is one who scatters yet increases more. Uh, there is one who withholds uh, more than is right and leads to poverty. He's talking about, he's talking about being, uh, you know, um, I could say maybe stingy. That's what it's kind of referring to. Okay, but it goes on. The generous soul will be made rich. And he who waters will also be watered himself. In other words, what you sow is what you reap. So he's talking about, again, about being generous, sowing generosity, and not sowing stinginess, okay? Not holding back all the time, okay? Uh, because it both become a seed. If you're stingy, you're sowing a seed. And guess what? There's not, that what you receive from that isn't good, okay? You're, you're generous, amen, amen. You're, you're, you're one to give, you're one to help, you're one to get involved, you're one to, uh, you know, uh, in a sense, roll up your sleeves, put your hand to the plow, so to speak, uh, you know, benefit another, help another, praise God, relieve another, uh, re bring recovery and wellness is one of those uh, definitions we read earlier, amen. If you're willing to kind of do that kind of thing, amen, guess what, praise God, it comes back, amen. And you'll find that the more you do that, the faster that stuff starts, that starts coming back. And pretty soon, uh, the scripture even talks about coming back on every wave, praise God. Now, uh, you know, what you want is good seed in the ground. So that's what comes all the time. Uh, there's a lot of folks that aren't willing to do that. They're stingy based on, they look at the natural and they say, well, I can't afford this or I can't, I don't have time for that. I, and pretty soon what ends up happening is that's all that ever happens. Pretty soon nothing's, you know, nobody has time for you. Nobody's helping you. Nobody's, and then we get mad because we think, why is, doesn't anybody ever help me? Why doesn't anybody ever do anything for me? And blah, 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 whatever. The point is this, man, maybe it's a seed we're sowing, okay? Or, or maybe it's a season that you're in and there's a due harvest yet coming. Just keep sowing, praise God. Amen. Uh, so anyway, the point is this, we see here, you know, you can either be, you can see stinginess as a seed or you can see generosity as a seed. Amen. Just like we, we read there what Jesus brought out, you know, uh, given it's, it'll be given back to you. Praise God. It's talking about generosity. Amen. Uh, let's look at another one here. Since we're in Proverbs, let's look at a few more here. Proverbs 18. Praise the Lord. I kind of like this one to me. It's, it uh, says a lot here, uh, but uh, it's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Uh, verse 18, or pardon me, uh, chapter 18, verse 24, please. And it says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. It's just sowing and reaping, praise God. Uh, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. And actually, that's more of a covenant talk. You know, a lot of times people say it's referring to Jesus maybe. Uh, and I guess you can get that. But the bottom line is referring to a covenant talk, all right? 
Uh, it's about a covenant action, praise God, that uh, whatever I have, what's mine is yours. Uh, and that's, that's a covenant uh, deal, all right? That's what it's talking about here in this area of a friend. But it says, he who has friends must himself be friendly. So if, if you, you want friends, well, then you got to sow friendliness. That's just the facts, okay? Um, you know, well, uh, people are mean to me. Well, um, you turning around being mean back just means you're sowing another negative seed, a bad seed, and now uh, this vicious cycle continues, okay? Uh, they're not good friends. They keep uh, sowing bad seed, and they, they keep reaping, and you now sowing bad seed, and now you're reaping, and you keep reaping. And, uh, you know, just a, like I said, it's a vicious cycle. You just got a purpose in my heart. I'm going to be a kind individual. I'm going to be friendly. Uh, you know, I'm going to learn to be a friend. Uh, even to the uh, those that are, uh, you know, I could say uh, maybe not so friendly, okay, as, as Jesus brought out in that uh, reference there in, in Luke, all right, that even if people are, uh, you know, mistreating you and, and doing whatever, just say, you know what, I purpose to sow a do-good seed, amen, I'm going to be friendly. Uh, a lot of things in Proverbs, I probably don't have time to go to all of these, uh, but Proverbs 11, uh, verse 18 talks about sowing righteousness and, and, and refers to not sowing manipulation. Okay, uh, deception, it means manipulation. In other words, I'm not going to be manipulative. Amen. I'm going to sow rightness. Amen. And again, it's talking about being a friend to somebody. Uh, Proverbs 22 and 8, it talks about uh, not sowing iniquity. Okay. In other words, I'm not going uh, to do an ill action towards somebody. All right. I'm going to do what's right. Amen. Proverbs 16 and 28 talks about not sowing strife. Okay. Uh, you know, contention, dissension, all that kind of stuff, all right? Proverbs 6 and 14 talks about not sowing discord, okay? Uh, you're not always, you know, being at every, you know, you know, tearing into each other all the time, you know, you know, uh, you know, uh, ripping into each other all the time. I don't know how else to say it other than that, but I just say it's just what it's talking about. So again, it's just another way of saying, you know, learn how to, to sow a do-good seed and not a bunch of strife and discord and, uh, you know, manipulation and, you know, be a good friend. Amen. Purpose to, even though somebody else may not be so good, you purpose to be the good one. Praise God. You purpose. Amen. Change the cycle, so to speak. Start getting the harvest you're called to get. Praise God. And if you'll begin to keep doing that and not lose heart, amen, you reap in due season. It comes and all of a sudden here it comes now on every wave. Amen. So uh, it's a challenge to you and, and to me, uh, this principle, the law of Genesis, uh, you know, the seed time and harvest. And we start getting into some of this when you're talking about, you know, sowing a do-good seed to individuals that maybe aren't so uh, friendly themselves at times, or they do things to you that, that you wish they wouldn't do. Amen. And again, uh, don't, don't leave this message thinking that I'm, I'm uh, you know, condoning abuse or condoning, uh, you know, uh, some kind of, uh, you know, taking some ill uh, thing in your life that, that, that's, you know, just horrible. Okay, that ain't what we're talking about. We're just talking about that just in everyday living, you know as well as I do, that things happen and there are negative situations, sour experiences that happen, and you have to purpose right then, this is a good time, a good opportunity for me right now to sow a good seed, praise God, to determine what my harvest is going to be. That regardless of how they're going, regardless of what's going on here, I purpose to have a good harvest, praise God. So I'm purposing to sow a do-good seed, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. One last reference. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. I want to do this because I just kind of thought maybe we would do this. 2 Corinthians and uh, uh, chapter 9, please. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And we'll probably close with this one. Again, of course, it's talking about, uh, you know, the giving. 
but I just, I just thought it was necessary to, to read it. And you see again this principle. This is Paul talking to the church at, uh, you know, Corinth. And he says this in verse 6. Let's just read through. He says, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly. Isn't that amazing? If you're sowing sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. Just, you just have to understand that. He who sows bountifully or generously, that also means, uh, will reap bountifully or generously. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, but not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. So, you know, you're not going to, so, you know, this stinginess is grumbling, complaining, all right? So be a giver, praise God. It, it, it's good, right? It starts coming back. And it says, and God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things, and you have an abundance for every good work. That's the harvest, praise God. But I thought it was worthy of looking at this uh, verse 8 just for a brief second. And he talks about here where all grace abounding. Now, grace is that divine influence, see that God influence upon your heart and its reflection in your life. So he says all grace will abound towards you. Well, I started thinking about that. If it's a divine influence, if God, what he's talking about is God starts speaking into your life. God starts empowering you in, in certain things. When you're generous, when you're sowing a do-good seed, now you're giving God room to do something. Not just produce a harvest, but now he's also speaking some things into you, empowering you to do certain things. And I just started thinking about this, especially in the area, because this, of course, is talking about a financial thing. And when I began to see this, when he's talking about all grace abounding in the area of even sowing a financial seed, I thought, or monetary, you know, sowing monetarily, he's talking about all kinds of ways God can begin to speak into you. Creative ways. The word talks about witty inventions, about different opportunities, about having favor. The word says you can have favor with him and favor with men. It's amazing when you begin to sow a do-good seed, how God now can get involved in so many areas of our life. It, it, sometimes even business ideas come as a result of your giving and sowing. And so I just wanted to just say that, that sometimes the harvest that comes can affect your life in so many ways. And, of course, that's just one, uh, one reference there. But the bottom line is, I mean, if you begin to see that everything you do is a seed sown, all of a sudden you become a little bit more cautious about what you're sowing, what you're doing, what you're saying, what you're giving. Are you hearing me? Because you begin to understand the value of that seed because it, de it determines a harvest that you receive. Oh, hallelujah. Child of God, I hope you got something today. Father, I just give you praise and glory once again for the people of God that had an ear to hear and a heart to receive. Thank you again for opening the eyes of our understanding and enlightening us, empowering us. Praise God with revelation of this. And we give you praise for these principles. We're thankful for the law of Genesis, Lord God. And we're thankful, Lord God, hallelujah, uh, that we have the opportunity, amen, to determine our harvest, amen. And we give you the praise in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Child of God, I call you blessed. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WOVictory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.